Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? The glorious message of salvation, the glorious message of the cross of Jesus Christ. We're going to read one more time, and I believe perhaps the last time for these first 11 verses of Romans 5 and And then we'll endeavor, Lord willing, next week to begin the new section from verse 12 and remaining uh, in chapter 5. But today, um, especially with being Communion Sunday, just our hearts was brought here one more time. So let's read Romans 5, beginning of verse 1, read down through verse 11. I'll be reading from the New King James Version this morning. Therefore... Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Let's pray once again. Heavenly Father, we we just come before You and just pray, let Your Word speak, Father. Allow Your Spirit to move within us, to stir our hearts, to bring us closer to the cross of Jesus Christ. Give us a sight, O Lord, of what Christ has done. Lord, of the gift that You have provided. Help us to see the rescue for sinners. Help us to rejoice in knowing that we are saved. And Lord, should there be someone who is yet lost who would hear this sermon, Father, I pray that You'd perform a miracle of mercy. Open their eyes to see You, to see their sin. And Lord, perform a miracle of regeneration, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Now, last Sunday, we we looked at the description Paul gives of the ones to whom God poured out His love. And if you put verses 6 through 8, just put them up just so we can see them. And out of this, uh, for when we were still without strength, we were ungodly, we were sinners. And then verse 10, when we were enemies, 
without strength, ungodly, sinners, enemies of God. That was us. That was every one of us. Unable to understand spiritual things, enemies of God, unrighteous, ungodly, unholy sinners. And we talked about it last Sunday, and even in the songs we sang this morning, we alluded to this, of how Paul summed it all up in Ephesians 2, just that verse 1. And you He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. See, we were all once devoid of any spiritual life. We were dead. We had no strength of our own to respond to God, to seek God. We had no desire to even seek Him. We did not know Him as we should. But for all who are born again, born of the Spirit, born of God, having confessed Jesus as Lord, a miracle took place. There in Ephesians 2, just that verse 4 and 5. We won't read it all today, but just 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. (laughs) All spiritually dead. I believe last Sunday I likened it to Lazarus. In the grave. But God. But God. Just as Jesus was outside that tomb of Lazarus and called His name. (laughs) You know, I get the vision that that was once me. Dead in my trespasses and sins. Dead in the grave. And the voice of God called. Called. And, and as we just sang, we just sang that old hymn, And Can It Be? Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Because the natural man, dead, dead, dead in trespasses and sins. And then thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon, the grave, flamed with light. And don't you love the next two lines of that old song? And my chains fell off. My heart was free. And I rose, went forth, and followed Thee. Just the miracle of new birth. God called. Called us to newness of life. In Romans 5, let's look at verse 8 and 9. But God demonstrates His own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. God's love. God's great love. Paul said in Ephesians. How can we comprehend it? (laughs) Christ died for sinners. Then Paul goes on to say that if God demonstrated that much love to a sinner. How much more then? Having now been justified, having now been reconciled, will He demonstrate His love to His children? See, isn't that a glorious thought? Child of God, if if He loved you when you were dead in trespasses and sin, if He loved you when you were yet an enemy, if He loved you enough that He gave His Son for you when you were in that condition, how much more? Now that you are His child, 
will He demonstrate His love to you? And he brings this out in, in verse 10. Uh, For if when we were enemies, you, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. He will love us and save us from the wrath to come. And then Paul says, Rejoice. Rejoice. Rejoice in knowing that we have been saved from wrath through Christ. And that's verse 11. Let's put verse 11 up. And not only that, but we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received the reconciliation. And I know I read Colossians 1 a lot, particularly on Communion Sunday, but my goodness, the listen listen to what it says colossians 1 13 and 14 he has delivered us and again put yourself in the verse child of god he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins so that's what he has done for the born again and let's read again, 19 and through 22. For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell, and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself. By Him were the things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now He is reconciled in the body of His flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in His sight. See, we have been reconciled to God through the death of Christ upon the cross. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18 and 19. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Child of God, I pray that we never cease to marvel at the magnitude of God's love for ungodly sinners, for me, for you not imputing their trespasses to them. Not imputing trespasses, my trespasses, back to me. Not holding me under that penalty. How could God do that? How could He not? How could He not? See, the world is full of those who are enemies of God, the unrighteous, the ungodly, the unholy sinners. We've all sinned against God. We've all broken His laws. And, and the law demanded justice and that the penalty be carried out upon the guilty. And who is the guilty? Who is guilty? That's me. That's you. Guilty. Guilty. Romans 3.23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And what's the punishment? What was 
for, for the crime that we had committed. What, what was the punishment in Romans 6.23? For the wages, the cost of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, the penalty is clear, is it not? How can God set the sinner free? How could God not impute our trespasses to us, but rather offer us reconciliation? How? We've talked about it so many times. But oh, it's good to remind ourselves of this. And it's found, it's all wrapped up in, in uh, verse 21 in that 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For He, for God, made Him, Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son. For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You see, the penalty must be paid. And for those who believe, the, pen, the, the, the penalty was paid, was it not? It must be paid, and Christ paid it on our behalf. He was our substitute. He was a propitiation, a payment. He ransomed us. He paid for us by taking our punishment. And in doing so, we were purchased. I can say that, right? We were purchased. We were bought at a great price. And, and, I, and I get that from 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? So who's this talking to? It's talking to the born again. It's talking to the child of God. Never forget that, that your body, while you're walking around on this earth, is the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you. Whom you have from God and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We're His. If we're born again, we're His. And our purchase price was the life of God's only begotten Son. Child of God, may we never forget the price, the cost of our salvation, our redemption was the death, the life, the, His death upon the cross of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Reconciled to God through Christ. So we owe it all, don't we? We owe it all. It is God working through Christ upon the cross. The sacrifice that He gave. Galatians 6, verse 14. But God forbid that I should boast, glory, or exalt, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Put verse 11 of Romans 5 up there one more time. And not only that, but we also rejoice. We exult. We glory in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom, through whom we have been reconciled. Received the reconciliation. See, it's in Christ that we have been brought into a right relationship. Our sins and our trespasses imputed placed upon Christ and then the righteousness of Christ imputed placed upon us. Now, I've talked about it over the last several weeks. I called it the great exchange. Our sins, our trespasses placed upon Him. His righteousness 
placed upon those who believe. 1 Peter 3, verse 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust. Why? That He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Romans 8, verses 3 and 4. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. See, those who are born again. Child of God, in this we exult, in this we rejoice, in this we glory. Romans 4, verses 7 and 8. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. They would never forget how blessed we are. But verse 10 up one more time in Romans 5. I'll let, let, let these verses... and I, You can't go wrong memorizing chapter 5 of Romans. Or, uh, of Romans. Or if when we were sinners, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. I usually ask the question, do you believe? But here, because of that, let me ask, this, ask it this way. Are you saved? What do you mean saved? Saved, saved. Are, are, by grace through faith, have you believed the gospel of Jesus Christ? Have you repented of your sins and received Jesus Christ as Lord? Now John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. In Romans 10, verses 9-13, through 13, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture says, whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. For there's, there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In John 5, verse 24. Most assuredly I say to you, this is Christ talking, most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. But then look at, at, at uh, John 3, verse 36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Now listen. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So is, is there a more sobering verse than that right there? Everyone on the face of this planet, either a believer or an unbeliever, everyone. For one, everlasting life in Christ. For the other, 
they'll not see life. Not spiritual life with Christ. But rather, what will be awaiting for them? Wrath. The wrath of God. So what do we do? Well, believe and repent. Believe what? Believe the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent because you're a sinner in need of a Savior. In Acts 3, verse 19, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. In Luke 13, verse 3, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Don't be among the perishing. John 3.16, one more time. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it's more than just say the word, I believe, I believe, I believe. It's by grace through faith, believing. By grace through faith, believing that Christ is who He said He was. And that God has sent Him and that the Word of God is true. And it's a, a faith that is wrought by the Spirit and not just by our head knowledge to believe, to believe, to be broken over our sin. See, there would be the perhaps the key of knowing if your belief is unto salvation or not, at least one of the evidences. Are you ever broken over your sin? Because what we read this morning of coming before the Lord contrite, broken before Him. And that's how we come. If you're going to confess and repent, that's how you come, broken over your sin. And then receiving Christ and the forgiveness that comes from the cross. The Apostle Paul made this plea in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And that's always a part of what I feel the Lord would have me do every Sunday. Yes, we come for the equipping of the saints, but also to also plead. As though God were pleading through me, and through His Word, be reconciled to God. Believe in Him. Receive Christ. Repent. Confess. Turn from your sin and follow Him. All the love of Christ. All the love that drew salvation's plan. All the love that brought it down to man. All the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, I just pray that Your Holy Spirit would move and there, would, there might be a, a miracle take place. A miracle of salvation. A, the, the miracle of shining light into darkness. The, the miracle of bringing someone who is dead in their trespasses and and sin, no spiritual life whatsoever, a miracle that only you can do by, by a 
redeeming call by a, a, a call that only you can make. And that they respond because you have made them alive. So Father, perform a miracle. And Lord, for those of us who are born again, I pray that You would help us to realize the great love that You had for us. That, that none of us earned it. None of us had anything good in us. We, we, we read the description from Your Word of who we all were. We were pathetic. And Lord, while we were yet in that condition, You loved us enough You sent Your Son. And Christ died for us. So Lord, may we marvel at this amazing love. And Lord, I pray that we might remember the cross of Christ. To remember the sacrifice that He made. Yes, Lord, this is the gift that You gave. It's, it's the gift You gave. And, and Lord, you, you are in Christ working in all of these things. We're so thankful for the obedience of Christ to come and to fulfill Your plan. So Father, help us to remember and never forget. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.